Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. Welcome, welcome, Amy, a.k.a. Mama. <laughs> welcome, welcome, Harry, a.k.a. Mama. <laughs> See what I did there? And Idris as well. And Idris. Who, Hello. Who seems to have made Get that appearance. thumb out of your mouth. Oh, the Mom thumb. And Idris and Mama. Yes. Mum and Idris and Mama. Oh. Oh, he does give you cuddles. Yeah, but that thumb, that thumb is going to make you look like Bugs Bunny. <laughs> it's got to come Mom. out, bruv. Mum! It's got Mum! Mum! All right, bye! Toodaloo, I'll see you in a bit! Cool, blimey. So, oh, blimey, gov. How's the first day of the summer holidays? Well, Idris Bernard has been in a, a holiday club today. So you've had a good day. I've been working. <laughs> yeah. So it's not actually, I haven't actually enjoyed anything. But it was nice to be able to concentrate on work. Yes. Like give a whole day to work and just yeah. like, you know, you remember things. You think, oh, sugar, I haven't remembered to email that one. And I've yeah. just been going through making sure I've done everything I'm supposed to do. So yeah, it's well, that's nice. good. Yeah. You don't feel guilty that no. you're not doing stuff with them because it's no yeah and like we had we had you guys around on friday and um he just loved it and he he on the saturday i think he felt just very lonely yeah so it is really nice for him to um just like be with other kids yeah well it's hard it's hard for them to be without their friends during this time then obviously the summer holidays no. How you was know. your first day? It was good. I worked this morning. I spent an hour live mm-hmm. chatting with a phone company for a lady that I PA for because she can't. She's got a new phone. She can't send text messages. It took me half an hour to clear the security checks. Not because I couldn't pass them, just because it's that's how long it took for them to ask me the two questions. <laughs> oh my! And my. then. Another half an hour for me to tell them what the problem was and for them to respond with, okay, we'll get the team to look into it. After asking me a couple of, like, checking questions, I'm like, I can't believe this has taken an hour. It's a real simple issue. She's got a new phone. It's not sending text messages. It's not the phone. It's not her. It's got to be something with the account. Do you know what I mean? Your life One hour. Is so, 
Your life is so interesting and exciting, <laughs> Amy. But it's like, it's, yeah. We had it a thousand, frustrates me. We had a thousand viewers log on then, and then <laughs> when you started talking about <laughs> phones and an hour, we're now down right. to 19. <laughs> My exciting <laughs> job. But then I did go to the park. I oh, took the kids nice. to the park, so that was nice. Because it is, it's oh. the first day, isn't it? First day of summer holidays. I know, but it all just feels <gasps> like one. It does. It just, just feels like rolled into one. It really does. But mm. we've got um, a very exciting podcast today with we a very really lovely... Oh. ...well-being, mindfulness and well-being yoga-type yeah. person. Yoga. Who... We just make you feel so much better after listening to her. Oh, I love little Hannah. She's just She's an lovely. angel. She's she got is. a gorgeous son, Hudson. She's a um, she's a real little gem. I'd describe our Hannah. She's got many she talents as well, which is um, it's quite nice to meet somebody because I've met her through my other friend Nikki, and um, yeah, she's just somebody that when you see her you light up because she's just she's just that kind of person she's got a really good aura she has got a very good aura good energy good energy she's a tree hugger yeah she likes to feel the earth with her feet yeah um she's just very connected so yes. i like that we like that don't we amy we like that yeah one love one love and she loves a bit of um she loves a bit of wine oh hannah <laughs> not not on the job i might say but you know oh drunk time. yoga that'd be fun they do do drunk yoga it'd be very dangerous because you'd just think fuck it and go for it and really hurt yourself but it would yeah. be quite funny yeah because i do that when i'm drunk i always like for some reason, I always want to show people I could do the splits. <laughs> I've got a very good friend called Kelly, who every single time we went out, she'd always end up doing the splits on the dance floor. Every time. Like... Every single time. <laughs> I don't know why either. I think we feel really proud that we can still do it. To be honest, if I could do the fucking splits, I'd probably do them every time I went out. Yeah. No, I'll show it's you next understandable. time. Even on you. her wedding night, it was like we were all waiting and she did it in her wedding dress. Oh, yep. well done, Kelly. Yep. Well Big up, done. Kelly. Oh, we love that. I love that. Yeah. I love hearing that. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is plush care. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well... HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. 
A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. But yes, this, yes. Is all, this is all about Hannah and her, uh, and her story, really. She's, she's a local mum, she's somebody, somebody that I know. She's uh, started in, in, in yoga um, and sort of having that caring background and she's moving into some really exciting um, sort of industries and yes, it's amazing to hear her story and we are really excited to have her on. And there's a little meditation at the end for you oh, yeah. as well, which was very nice. But yeah, enjoy. Enjoy. To the Bye. Work. Right, well, welcome to our Mum and a Mama podcast. Uh, this is the lovely Amy. Amy, Amy <laughs> Bowman. And um, I'm Anne Harry Chapman, Harry for short. So today we've got a really special guest on, haven't we? We have. I'm very excited. I'm very excited because I know her very well and I've partied hard with this girl. Um, her? Show off. Show off, show off, quite hard. And um, and I've just followed her journey quite sort of a little bit like a stalker on Facebook mm-hmm. and Instagram. Um, and I'm really proud to call her my friend, actually. Aww, but you. this is the lovely Hannah. Hey, guys. And it's Hannah. It's, it's Love Day, isn't it? Yes. Is that your real name? I love it. Do you know what? That Love Day is my uh, mother's maiden name. So growing up, when my father and mother were divorced, I ended up having my stepfather's name, which was Saville. Not a great name to have anymore, after Jimmy Saville. Um, But anyway, basically, we... Great, thanks. But we we had a very difficult relationship, myself and my stepfather anyway. So when my mother passed away, I pretty quickly after that went, you know what, my company is called Yoga Love Day. Yeah. Love Day mm-hmm. is such an apt name for well-being, even though it sounds quite cheesy. It's authentic because it. No, my nanny it. Love Day was my best friend, Aww. the great late Joan Aww. Love Day. So literally, she was my inspiration, and she was the most present, most authentic, real woman I've ever met. So, you know, I was so close to her. So, as a tribute to my mum and to Nanny Love Day, when Mum passed, I went. Do you know what? No disrespect. Thank you for you know the name for all these years. But yeah. I'm I'm taking Mum's maiden name, Love Day. She oh, just she just did the middle finger. Oh, <laughs> oh, saucy! In the first five minutes, start you need to go a on. Sign eh? of things to come. That is Hannah. That is. So you're yeah. um you're a local girl as well, aren't you? Yes, born and bred in so, Essex, Chelmsford, Essex, but I've lived in Wanstead <laughs> for eight years now. So oh, you nice. nine years, and I love one. Nine still. years, because this one's from Basildon. Hi. Fellow yeah. Essex girl. Okay. Yeah, fellow Essex girl. Not as nice as Chelmsford. <laughs> I did go to that nightclub once. No, twice. What was the big nightclub? Dukes. Dukes. The Dukes, Dukes. experience. Yeah. What oh, was yeah. it like? Sticky carpet. Oh, dear. Yes. Yeah. White stilettos, very short mini skirts, and very sticky carpets. Yes. Oh, that sounds like me 
Yeah, thought I'd seen you there a couple of times. <laughs> On a Friday night. Yeah. Um, so in terms of what you've, so how you started, so just give us a flavour of, um, you know, sort of, I, I guess, how it all came mm. about. You, you've been doing yoga for years, haven't you? Because when I do look at you, I do think, oh, I really wish, when I, 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 only when I look at you do I think, oh, fuck, I wish I could do yoga. But you it can just, do yoga. No, but it just balls mm. me. I don't know why it balls me. But that's because you've got to get into it. Yeah, no, my mum loves yoga. Mm. But when I look at you, I do think, oh, wow, look at them legs. Mm-hmm. <laughs> look at them arms. I look, yeah, but I always stare at your booty, darling, so. Oh, yeah. Oh, I'm I doing know, my squats. But... We always want something we haven't got, don't we? <laughs> I know, I know. Yeah. So tell us about the yoga story. So I, so I used to be a professional singer and dancer, travelling the world, and I went to stage <gasps> school, and I did all of that ballet since I was knee-high to a grasshopper and everything, and oh, wow. was massively in the performing world, and then travelled and danced and got out there professionally, and then suddenly felt like, mm, this isn't me anymore, this superficial, extroverted world. And, and then I went to India for nearly a year, and found meditation and yoga. And um, and I thought, right, I've got to get back to the UK after studying. I was there staying with my sister because she was working out there. And um, I then came back and got my UK qualification, started teaching, found that um, my niche was working with children with autism. Yeah. Um, I'd already, when I was a, a dancer, I'd been teaching and doing drama with adults with mental health problems and, um, and learning disabilities and stuff. So. I kind of went into that with the children's side and did some training. Um, Mindfulness is obviously a branch of yoga, so did lots of that kind of training with the yoga. Mm. And then realised that after a few years, want to do something else, not just the yoga. And I was always doing little bits and pieces. Since ending as a dancer, I've always been doing a little bit here. I was an estate agent, and then I was Mm. doing teaching, and then did a teaching degree at um, Redbridge Oh, wow. Um, a few years ago, yeah, I did it, graduated, I think it was 2017, and I wanted to go into teaching at colleges. Um, mm. And then I kind of came away a little bit from that and went into the well-being, mindfulness kind of consultant stuff um, yeah. as a trainer within the corporate world. And that yeah. all came about, and when was that? That was probably 2018. I did a speaking role at yeah. a well-being event in the city, and it all kind of unraveled since then. It just, it went from being a yoga teacher that did some mindfulness yeah. to being a mindfulness instructor as well within businesses. Wow. So, so how did, so how did you, um, how did that all come about? Was it, was it a relationship with somebody that you got into the corporate world or did you have to go out and find something? So my brother, Adam, who's a journalist who used to be in the music industry, then became a journalist within, um, cover magazine, which is an insurance online magazine. Okay. So he now influences insurance companies within med- um, within uh, mental health stuff as well. And because he'd been through addiction, he has then taken this mental health influence into the insurance industry. And wow. it's, it's brilliant what he's done. And he basically said, I'm holding a mental health forum. Do you want to come and, and uh, speak? And I was like, yes, I would love to do that. So when I went up there, I was really speaking as a a yoga teacher that has had experience yeah. in mindfulness and is now training adults with mental illness in mindfulness and stuff. 
Um, and then suddenly, because of networking and because of talking to more people um, and doing a lot more training and research around it, I decided this is what I want to do now. I want to go into the corporate world, this chaotic, always on environment, um, mm-hmm. which is, you know, so under pressure and mental health and well-being within that environment is overlooked. It's like you've yeah. got to stay longer, you've got to work harder, you've got to put everything else aside and give it your all. And then, you know, you're getting burnout, you're getting depression, you're getting suicide. Yeah. Um, yeah. And so I just thought, right, I need, to, I need to create some courses. And after I'd done this teaching, it was called a... It wasn't a degree, it was a degree level. It was a BTEC in education yeah. and training. And even though it didn't get me into schools like I thought it might, it got me into learning how to put together these big uh, training packages and presentations mm. and all that kind of stuff. So it's that's life, isn't it? You think you're doing yeah. one thing because of a particular reason and then it takes you to another door that opens. That, that really kind of put me in good stead to be able to create these. And because I'd been doing lesson plans for years, because I'd been teaching for years within education... Yeah. So I created these four different courses and through some people that I knew, um, we had architecture, we had recruitment, insurance. I started going into these companies and offering these well-being packages for mm. staff. Um, wow. And then it's just progressed since then. And I've done more. I was at a mental health summit speaking about mindfulness in the workplace. That was just before lockdown. That luckily went ahead because it was just about to go into lockdown in March. Mm. And, um, yeah, it's just kind of escalated from then. So I've been working with big companies like CBI, the Confederation yeah. of British Industry, and um, media companies, and doing all these, these, these courses that I created from scratch online. So that wow. was the challenging bit because I am so backwards when it comes to tech. Um, <laughs> honestly, so, so you you I thinking, oh, God. honestly, it was it was panic mode. I was really drawing in all the <laughs> mindfulness stuff. I was like, this is going to be okay. Get it all on. Because I was thinking, how is it going to work? You know, when you've got I someone know. there, it's different, isn't it? The energy, the yeah. body language, just the eye contact. Yeah. Um, but well being is obviously you also um, you also kind of shit yourself as well because you're in this position. <laughs> And then you've, because like, I've, I've done like some Teams uh, presentations and you think, oh, well, I won't get nervous because it's like everybody's online, it's fine. Yeah. yeah. And then you hit the, hit the button and you think, shit, I don't feel like I could do it. Yeah. I, I, I don't think I could do it. And, and then your heart starts beating. <laughs> yeah. And then, you, then your voice starts going and then you yeah. get into the, r- the r- rhythm of it. And then all of a sudden, something can happen, like, I don't know, technical, like, I don't know, your, your connection goes, or some sounds Battery. outside, or you sneeze, yeah. Yeah. sneeze. <laughs> and then it just throws you off, and you're like, yeah. oh, for fuck's sake. Yeah. Like, this is just not happening. Yeah. <laughs> so it, it, it's, it is really different from yeah. being on a stage, which is also, I mean, for a performer, it's, you know, it's easy, isn't it? You just jump on and... It's the adrenaline that gets yeah. you going. But on the technical side, I shit myself every yeah. time. Yeah. No, definitely. And when I did the... Um, I, re- I had to change computers because I was so obsessed with making sure that when I started them <laughs> on lockdown, everyone could see me and I could see everyone. And I almost sold these courses a little bit in the way that it's a shared experience. You know, there's a lot of recorded yeah. online well-being. But I'm going to be there and they can see each other. And this is really... 
And then the first one I did with, you know, 16, 17 people on there, not one of them put their video on. So my heart was oh. like, hi, guys. And all I could see is me in the corner and my slides for two hours. <laughs> and all my little bits of banter that usually worked with my little yeah. moments yeah. of, <laughs> it was just me going, oh, tumbleweed. Are you there? You know, it was <laughs> really intimidating. I was like, ah, getting a panic. Oh, my funny. God. You've got to, um, you've got to insist that the cameras are on. Why didn't they put their cameras on? Well, you have to be bossy, don't you? You have because my yeah. friend said you should have told them. Come on, guys, we're gonna. But the person that I'd actually um, arranged this with through HR, when she didn't do that, and and then someone made a comment about, oh, it's great because, you know, we can just sit here and we want. There's not that pressure of having to be, mm, and yeah. It was funny. There's no engagement. You've got that little inner voice saying to yourself, no, this is going well. It's fine. It's all going well. You know, you can't, yeah. you're not getting any response at all, but have that inner belief that they're all <laughs> enjoying it. So we, we did one, but I secretly told people they had to wear something and reveal what they were wearing on their cameras. Right. So I gave them each a theme that I knew that they would have. So you had um, <laughs> one guy was like obsessed with football. So I said something related with football. Somebody was like a dancer, so did that. Then we did something like for a baker. And then they all put their cameras on and there was somebody in a, in a Spurs t-shirt, a football t-shirt of somebody in an apron. But it was... Oh, that's cute. It was kind of... It's yeah. a nice thing to yeah. break the ice. Absolutely. Yeah. It's a little laugh. Yeah. As long as you didn't get someone to wear a bikini or something. Everyone's <laughs> wearing <Amy>. bikinis. <laughs> that would be Amy. <laughs> With their little fried eggs. <laughs> so and you've got a, you've got a little one, Hudson, as well, haven't oh, you? Not so little, yeah. So he's How's... eight, and he is an absolute blessing, as all children are. But he's just Aww. he's like a best friend. He's like a little confidant. He's he's an advisor. And if he says something, if he you know when you think that the kid's always wrong, like no, 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 come, come, give it. And then even other people have gone, no, if Hudson thinks that's right, then that's right. You know, he's that kind yeah. of, he's like a little wise soul. He's amazing. I know. I've seen him online doing the yoga. I'll have to show you. Oh, <laughs> wicked. How has he been through lockdown? He has been incredible. He, he's, he's obviously got on my nerves. He's obviously <laughs> got, you know, wound me up at times. And I'm thinking, you're not even being that annoying, but it's just the nature of the lockdown, isn't it? It's, yeah. It, yeah. It's just, everybody's got, it's brought the best out of you, but it's also brought the worst out in you. And it's, but he, at the in the first six weeks, I went into, you know, you've got to do your homework, and I want to be really strict with it. But I need to get this gig going because I've just got this gig that I wanted with this company, and I've wanted it for eight months. And now we're in lockdown. I've <sighs> signed it up. I'm charging more than I've ever charged. It's got to be slick. It was the yeah, first yeah. time I'd got them on, but it really was so important that I got it right. And. um he really had to get on with it a lot of the time. Yeah. I'm like, look, for two hours, you can't interrupt me, Huds. And he was so, so patient. I was so proud of him. Um, yeah, so he's been really, really good. And he's really grown up. Um, as I say, we, he was kind of yeah. going into this new stage of asking all these different questions. And it's like, is this really happening? That he's, that, yeah. you know, he's only eight, but you have to educate and you have to... Make sure yeah. that things aren't taboo and you have to be real with it, don't you? And, and open yeah. and Yeah. And um, I blame it all on Hermione Granger, his crush. Um, <laughs> she propelled him into this. Oh, next there's stage. worse crushes. There's worse crushes. Yeah. Definitely. So does he like being, does he like being your sidekick in yoga then? 
Oh, he loves it. He calls me the hippie. And, you know, he loves getting involved. <laughs> I've been making him put his feet on the, the ground and doing earthing and getting the electrons from the earth. You know, we, we yeah. take nature for granted, don't we? And, and I'm saying to him, we don't understand the radiation. You know, we don't know how harmful it is. If you want to get on that Nintendo Switch or watch that movie, bare feet on the grass. And he's like, oh, mum, <laughs> I got you. <laughs> Why are you such a hippie? <laughs> But he does it, and I know he listens, because you know yeah, what they're like, yeah. they take it all in, don't they, kids? Oh, oh that's amazing. But How often does he do yoga? Does he do it every day? So he'll do some yoga with me, um, yeah, and he, he, sometimes if he can't sleep, he'll do his meditations, and, you know, the, the, the pinnacle, the moment, the best moment I've had as a parent was the other day when, I mean, I was annoying myself with my whiny voice, I had to say, your room's so messy, you know, when you get into it, and then he just looked at me in the bedroom and he just kind of looked at me and went, Mum. And then he just kind of nodded his head to the side to say, just get out of the room. And I kind of went, what, you want me to leave the room? He went, <laughs> yeah. So I walked out the room. And as I walked out the room, I kind of peeked through the... And he hopped on top of the bed and sat with his finger thumb mudra with his legs crossed. And he just went... <sighs> and he took three deep oh, breaths. Wow. And then he got back on with his tidy and he went, Mum, you can come back in now. Oh, and honestly, oh my God. because they're resistant, aren't they, with a lot of the yeah. stuff you advise them with? Yeah. And he takes the Mickey out, and then, and then that one point, I just I said to him, "Did you do some deep breaths?" I heard as I was leaving the room. He said, "Yeah, yeah." I, I just got my emotions down, and I just wow. thought, "Oh, you little star, you know." If you so could he's been listening to... then. Yep, taking so it in, taking it all in, and that will do him such good in future life, won't it? To no. have that. Take that beat, take that break, and just yeah. go. I'm gonna breathe. And mum, piss off. Yeah, yeah. Piss off. Yeah, yeah. Go no, away. to calmly say that yeah. to someone. Yeah, yeah. That's yeah. amazing. Yeah, it was a it was a proud moment. And as you say, the older he gets, he will be. Mum, can you just f off out the room now? But the way he just did his little head nod. Yeah. Like, oh, you want me to leave? <laughs> so so is it just the two of you at home? So it's just the two of us, and it's been just the two of us, kind of. Yeah, just before he was um, he was born. So his father and I were past okay. relationship and then broke up during pregnancy because as I was pregnant, we thought, oh, let's give it a go. But it didn't yeah. work. And we're just so much better off as friends. And I've got yeah. so much love for the man. Um, oh, that's nice. That just, just couldn't work in a relationship. But he's a fantastic yeah. dad. Hudson oh, idolises him. Yeah, so it works well. And there hasn't oh, been many, nice. you know, I've had like one one year relationship in eight years and a couple of months here but nothing that's that's ever been you know long term yeah, so it's just just yeah. you and hudson yeah so tell tell us about these um these sessions then what could what so because because obviously we want to we want to try and promote this out as well um as much as we can what can what can the corporate world expect from hannah love day well <laughs> My love approach, joy. Love my <laughs> love joy. I know there was that program, wasn't there? That cheesy. Yeah, program. I loved that. I thought that was my dad for a long time because my mum knew him. Oh, beautiful. Oh, and I wished he was my dad. Oh. <laughs> oh. Um, yeah, I mean, my approach is that I want it to be insightful. I want it to be engaging. You know, I want it to be a warm, positive influence that opens up people to mental health without thinking that. You know, if you expose that you're having mental health problems during your lifetime, that something's drastically wrong with you and that you need to be ashamed. You know, it's not weak, it's not weird, it's not wrong no. to have, uh, to be open about mental well-being. And I think the corporate world has neglected 
um, well-being for many, many years. Yeah. Mm. And, I mean, you've got people taking cocaine every day just to get in the office yeah. and be able to feel like they're on point. Jeez, people working yeah. out over hours, over time. And that's not everywhere in every industry, but I think there's a lot, a lot going on where the pressure is so intense. And yeah. for, for companies now to know that, you know, a healthy, happy workforce means that a business can thrive... And yeah. it's, it's looking at the business holistically as a whole and, and remembering that each individual within that, it's like a, you know, it's like a breathing, living thing, isn't it, a business? And if yeah. you take yeah. care of it, um, as you would an individual, with all the different layers that individuals have and all the different needs that they have, then businesses will be more successful. You won't get the mm. burnout. Yeah. You won't get the um, absenteeism, um, the presenteeism, you know, people being in but not really being mentally or physically well enough yeah. to be there and and I think companies are they've been opening up and awakening to this for a while and mental health was really shooting up the agenda and then now I mean bam companies yeah. are like okay number one we need to have a mental health a, a employee well-being strategy yeah. in place it's not just something that's good to have and be able to tick off it's, it's a must-have now because yeah if anything if, if COVID-19 has taught us anything it's that you need self-care you need yes. what regardless of whether you're in the corporate world or not you need to look after your mental health because mm. challenges do not discriminate they'll come for all of us yeah. no matter what yeah. and if you ask a, a room of people you know big or small to stand up if they've gone through you know, losing someone through cancer or having cancer themselves or, or mental health problems or abortion or miscarriage or relationship yeah. breakdown, or financial strain. It's like there'll be no one left sitting. And yeah, that's just life, isn't it? Mm. Yeah. So you yeah. need, I think you just need, companies need to let their employees know that they're, they're looked after and they're valued yeah. and, and that they'll provide them with tools because, you, you know, we spend so much time at work, don't we? Yeah. And if your employees can help, um, then it's then people can open up. Yeah. And say, but the I need more help. you're appreciated as an employee, the harder you work. Like if you are mm. allowed to work from home, you work harder. Yeah. You know, because you want to prove that you're doing it. Yeah. And you and you're appreciative as well. And I think that one of the good things about this whole lockdown experience will show that people can work from home productively. Yeah. You know, and hopefully people will be able to be parents and workers mm. and you won't have to separate the two. Yeah. So much. Yeah, you're right. That will really help people to to balance that, like, work-life balance. Because um, there was a um, someone from the mental health first aider company, and she was doing uh, speaking at the mental health summit recently, and she was saying about, you know, it shouldn't be this work-life balance. It should be work-life integration. You know, you should yeah. be able to, yeah. you, you know, that, that whole kind of, um, opinion of leave your work life at home. You don't bring your what you sorry. You don't bring your personal life into work. Yeah. So yeah. how can we do that if we're going to really be authentic and be true to ourselves? And because yeah. work personal lives do come in. If you try mm. and get back into work when you're going through something painful um, yeah. and detrimental to your well being, if you come in and put a mask on and fake it, you're going to be suffering. You know, and in long yeah, in the definitely. long term, it's, it's going to be worse, isn't it? Yeah. 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 And stress levels as well. I mean, we just had a stress audit at work, and it was um, it was quite useful actually, just to just to touch base. You know, because I've been I've been doing this community response um, mm. for having gay, wow, just yeah. to touch base with how I felt, um, and obviously having interests as well. Mm. It's it is it's 
you, you don't realise how stressful it really is. Yeah. yeah. And then you stop and then your whole kind of, I always say it's like your work life, it all bleeds into one another if you're not careful. Mm. It does seem, you, you do have to have some separation in order yeah. to deal with, I don't know, whatever happens in the day. Yeah. Um, and, and I think sometimes people have unrealistic expectations of how we can perform. Definitely. Yeah, we're not, we're not computers. Mm. We're not, you know, mm. we, we go through, I, I sometimes sit there and look at my computer and think, <laughs> how did I get this job? No, um, I can't do any more. I just can't do any more. Yeah, I don't know what I'm doing. Yeah. I'm, I'm lost. Yeah. It's mm. how to find your way back. But mm. what one thing's come back um, from this audit is that um, sometimes as a team, we don't all support each other uh, enough. So we put support okay. each other, but we don't do it um, as frequently as we should. Mm. And we don't touch base with each other as much as we should. And it's come back apparently from all of us. It wasn't just one person that said it. Um, so that peer-to-peer support network really helps. Yeah. Which yeah. I honestly didn't. I mean, I you do it, don't you? You just do it. Mm. because you do it like I always have a chat with my, my mates at work mm. yeah and all touch does. that's not all I do um <laughs> but then you, you don't realize how much value people get out of it they that's don't it. always want to go to their manager or somebody um in authority they might want to go to somebody in another department or their mates that they know will know yeah mm. so yeah that's quite I was quite surprised about that because mm. saying really... to someone how are you you know and really meaning it it's you spend so much time with your work colleagues yeah. and for people to recognize signs or triggers and and to know that you know just because somebody says they're all right they might not be all right so do you know what you might have to ask that person more than that other person because they might need to you know to really feel like you're yeah you're yeah. saying to them might you know I'm asking you if you want to be open you can I'm giving you permission you know that I'll mm-hmm. listen and and it, yeah you're so right it's so important to have that support and that communication at work yeah. isn't it so how do you, because, um, okay, so have you come up with any anyone that's, like, resistant to the Hannah Love Day treatment? <laughs> <laughs> no, no one. And I won't. No, no joking, joking. Not one person. <laughs> do you know what? There's a, so I'm going to be working with construction workers. Oh, wow. Wow. I've, I've had to do a lot of thinking around, well, this was just about to happen before lockdown, and it's going to be happening again soon. But when you look at the construction industry, You've got, and this is generalising, this, you know, generalising here, but you've got men that, you know, so it's Um, male-dominated. A lot of men are working on machinery for hours and hours on end, and they might not even have a break with someone else. So you've got a lot of isolation in that way. Maybe some of these guys are away from home working on different projects and locations, so they might not be with their families. Um, A lot of men don't talk to each other about mental health and it's it's frowned upon and it's weak yeah um mental health when you're struggling a lot of these guys might be working with really dangerous machinery and if their concentration goes or they're mentally not stable they could kill themselves or someone else you know so there's lots of different issues around uh mental health in construction they have the highest amount of suicides construction industry yeah so it's wow. going to be because you know you've got a group of guys and you're going to I'm going to stand them up and I'm going to blindfold them, and I'm going to tell them to start shaking, like I always yeah. do, and 
you know, you've got a group of guys that there's all this testosterone and oh, macho, macho, and, and they don't even want to put the blindfold on, let alone start shaking and shifting energy yeah. and maybe even end up in tears. And, and I'm getting them to do yeah. this, to change their vibrational frequency. And, and it's like, you know, you, I've seen guys, I mean, I've worked with estate agents and, and recruitment guys and people that are really like lads and they're like, what, yeah. what are you talking about? And they're coming out like, I, I really want to get into meditation now. You know, I didn't think that standing and just shaking could make me feel so alive and present. And, you yeah, know, it's, yeah. when you're talking about being present or you're talking about energies and it's like alien, it's like a different language at first, isn't it? And then once yeah. you start understanding, all sorts of people can benefit or everybody can benefit yeah. from being yeah. more mindful and present or calmer or just having the tools. So, yeah, the construction industry, I'm really looking forward to going into that. God, yeah. Um, it'll be interesting to see the results. Oh, it is. Mm. Oh my and God, you'll have to let us know how um, how it goes. Yeah. So if you've got if you've got somebody like me, right? <laughs> you've got me, okay. You're confronted with me, and I've got a very busy mind. I don't concentrate uh, for too long. Um, if you, I have tried meditation before. But it, I just, I, I didn't, I didn't know what I was doing mm. and I couldn't, I couldn't, I can't, I can't find it hard to shut off. Mm. How do you, how do you get somebody to sort of first take that step of doing it properly? Well, That's it's, it's. Doing it properly. Yeah, because yeah, if I'm doing one-to-ones, it'll almost be like a life coaching introduction. Okay. So you're looking at that person's life, you're looking at how hectic that person's life is, the responsibilities, the daily routines. And then you're looking at where that person wants to be. You know, I want to be more like this. I want my life to be a little bit more like this. And then you kind of go, right, what are the goals? How can we get to that? And what's realistic? And then you try and put little things in place. And I think the misconception with meditation is that it's a bit spiritual, it's a bit mystical, or it's not working. (laughs) And, oh, I've got to sit there and do OMS, or I've got to put my fingers, or twist myself up like a contortionist. And it, it literally... I don't, sometimes I don't even like to use the word meditation or mindfulness much. I like to say this is training for your mind. Yeah. So we look after our cars, our pets, we look after our bodies physically, but we don't look after our mind enough and we've neglected this for so long. And then we wonder why all these inflammatory diseases are around through stress, you know, and it's not just through stress, it's from disconnecting from nature, it's from a fast paced life, but yeah. Once you say to someone, all you need to do is have a self-care routine. And that could be walking mindfully. It could be sitting down with just some nice music or just laying down with some nice music. You know, it doesn't have to be cross-legged on the floor. It's making it work for you. Okay. Um, and also just the misconception that you're going to feel like you're levitating or you're going to feel this euphoria <laughs> or you're going to be like, oh my God, I'm awakened. And after a couple of evenings of breathing and it's, like, it's not like that. It's training that is gradual and trying to have that singular focus. You could even just be sitting and looking at a house plant for 10 minutes a day and that would still your mind. That would increase your concentration. It would, but I think the, to live a more mindful life, the foundation and the grounding is the meditation. You can do lots of other things, but I think if you can just simply take 10 minutes every other day to start with, even twice a week, just to say, this time is for my mental well-being. And it might not yeah. feel like it, 
and it might even give me a headache the first few times and it might not even do anything for a few months mm. but just the fact that you are giving yourself that 10 or 15 minutes or however long to cultivate mm. self-care and mental well-being is so powerful in itself it's like just doing it's like just putting your feet on the earth with bare feet and I keep going on yeah. about this at the moment because it's one of my new workshops but I've done loads of research about absorbing the electrons and taking in this yeah. ATP molecule and it's you can bring inflammation down just in a, in 10 minutes you know when we yeah. look at everything that's growing out of the earth there's a reason for that we're a living yeah. organism we live and we grow and we breathe and we're completely dependent on the earth yeah yeah so why wouldn't we reconnect you know shoes are one of the most destructive inventions to yeah. man we don't sleep on the floor or have our feet on the floor just little things like that mm. might take you into more um to being more keen to do meditation because if you're just sat on yeah. the floor with your hands even on the floor just relaxing no, for I've 10 had, minutes yeah how powerful is that well, my mum makes me hug trees brilliant <laughs> absolutely brilliant so she it's does. so good for your endorphins. <laughs> so good for you. I've got I've got pictures of mum hugging trees. You're a well. hippie. You're a hippie at heart. You are. I um, am. I am. We're a hippie family. So yeah. you know, hugging a tree is is normal. Yeah, yeah. Actually, how can you not like yoga? Considering your mum, how can you not? Yeah. It's not that I don't like it. It's just I can't. You've not had the right teacher. Get in there. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Because so many. Yeah. That's it. Do you do classes? Do you know what? I actually did one out the other day out um, on some open grass on the high street. Um, Yeah. And it was lovely. It was that really hot evening. And it's just, it's so nice doing it under the tree as well because it's like tree bathing. We still get all the goodness and the, yeah. I'll let you know. Tree bathing. Tree bathing. What do you do with that? Put your bathers on and rub (laughs) up against it. Not quite. But yeah, you should come. You should come. Because I like, I remember when I came out of dancing and it was really, you know, uh, cardio a lot of the time. And it was bam, bam, yeah. bam, turn, turn. Yeah. And then I did some yoga and I was like, nah, I'm really not into that. It's all really still and it's boring. It's just breathing. And then I went to another teacher that had us dripping. And I, I loved yeah. it. And it was more like, you know, holding plank and then going to down facing dog and then hopping in and then doing this and... And then she yeah. kind of calm it down at the end and you get that stretch. And so there's so many different techniques, um, but it is finding the, the right one for you. No, yeah. I, and I would like, because Idris is really good at it and he oh. really enjoys it. Yeah. Because they did it in school. Brilliant. Um, which I, you know, in our school, there was, well, was no talk of yoga. You know, it was, it was very traditional sports, but... They don't even use it as a sport. They use it as... Um, it's mindfulness. It's mindfulness. They do it 15 to 20 yeah. minutes. And they do it... I think it's on the... It's, it's in at the end of the day sometimes. And he absolutely loves yeah. it. Brilliant. He loves it. And he's really good at it as well. Yeah. So it'd be something nice to do. Because you do a family one as well, don't mm. you? Yeah. And I think to do it together... It's such a lovely shared experience because the kids are yeah. mindful anyway. You know, they're present, they're authentic, yeah. aren't they? They're themselves. And then they get the inhibitions and all the judgment and stuff. But they can teach us so much about presence, can't they? Yeah. And it's a lovely thing to do together. I mean, and it builds resilience. And, I mean, Hudson is getting to that age where he's like, Ugh. but then when he does <laughs> calm down, he does do it. He knows, he knows, he knows it's working. Otherwise, he wouldn't yeah. have done it on his own in his bedroom, you know? So it's... Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's great for kids and teenagers. They're actually going to teach mindfulness um, in schools 
targeting kids that they think are in gangs to to build oh, wow. empathy and compassion. Because yeah. we've got um, we've got a project in our work. It's called Thinking Space. It's run by the Tavistock, so it's um, a safe space for um, young people to talk about things that affect them. Yeah, Fantastic. and it doesn't necessarily it doesn't necessarily have to be mixed. It doesn't have to be gender specific. It doesn't have to be it doesn't have to be anything. There's like lots of splinter groups that happen, and it's clinically. So I mean, you you have somebody who leads it, but it's more or less run by the people that are in the group and it can be a group of two or three or four but a much bigger group but there's been we found cohorts of um really disengaged residents have found this the most useful and young Fantastic. people now we're going to offer it to young people because it, who are mm. on the periphery of gang yeah. related crime as a way of them being able to talk about say family issues um, overcrowding in houses or flats or apartments, things about, you know, finances and money. Yeah. There's, there's, there's so many things that it's really good for, but I do really like the sort of thinking space idea. Mm. It's safe. Excellent. Yeah. It's non-judgmental. Yeah. And that's so important. It's so important for young people to feel like someone's listening mm. to them yeah. in a safe yeah. environment. And you think... How many problems would be solved mm. if they could just have someone to yeah. talk to? Yeah. Mm. Well, yeah, because their family might not be in a position yeah. to do that. So. Yeah. Yeah. That's excellent. Mental health well-being is really important. Yeah. 100%. Definitely. So how did you get into it all then? Because you said you were a singer and a dancer. Yeah. Wasn't a stripper. <laughs> was that? She wasn't. She wasn't a stripper. <laughs> all right. Definitely wasn't right. a stripper. Well, I did get kicked out of Stringfellows once. Oh, really? Yeah. Why? Oh, I, I was snogging someone. Can you imagine? <gasps> I was snogging someone in Stringfellows. Not where you've got these naked, naked. <laughs> Absolutely <laughs> not. And not one of the strippers. Um, but, yeah, and then I got kicked out. It really made me laugh, the irony. It's like all these sexy ladies, half naked, and, and then I'm, like, in the corner having a private little snog and I had to leave. Um, but, yeah. That's I, the Hannah that I know, see? <laughs> That's the Hannah that I know and love. <laughs> Go on, girl. Um, never went back there. Um, no. Yeah, I mean, I so I when I was a professional dancer and I was doing some teaching within a college, I was working with adults with Down syndrome and learning difficulties. Doing um, difficulties. Doing. I did. I put on a little performance. I did like a little drama and dance show, and I think I had an injury and I wasn't dancing for a while at that time. Anyway, so I got into education in that way. And then later on, I was also a carer for a while in oh, between wow. some other dance contracts. I had a boyfriend who had a mentally and physically disabled sister and she had live-in carers. Oh. And I was with this yeah. guy on and off for, for about seven years. When I was younger, he was also a performer. And I used to spend a lot of time with his sister and mm. loved looking after her and used to chat to these carers. And they were saying that you can do a week on, a week off and... And because I'd had experience with people with disabilities, I did some training and then I would, I would do a dance contract and rather than working in a bar or working as a waitress and rubbish yeah, tips yeah. and working my nuts off, I would do a week on living in with somebody yeah. with yeah. you know extreme kind of physical disabilities and then, and sometimes mental, and, and then I'd have a week off to audition and then I'd go back and earn good money. Oh, wow. And then I, so it really kind of worked. Wow. 
Wow. And because I've like got an abundance of empathy and compassion for people and just my mother, who had run a department in a college for special needs um, teenagers, she'd kind of got me into that line of work. So I started doing care work then and then I some, did some mental health training and then with the mindfulness and meditation training and then once getting into um, all the yoga and everything, I started yeah. uh, working in a college with adults with mental illness that were unable to work. Mm-hmm. Um, and about 18 adults in one class that had a variety from psychosis, oh. depression, schizophrenia, autism, um, agoraphobic, you know, lots of different types wow. of mental health problems. And mindfulness was, was really helping them getting that headspace. And mm. um, yeah, and then obviously went into the kind of uh, mindfulness consultancy stuff and training mm. and. So yeah, it's always been a passion. Mental well-being has yeah. always been a passion. And then I've been around addiction and um, and I, ha- I don't wow. feel like I've struggled massively myself with my mental health, but on and off there have been times when yeah. Yeah. I think I was younger, when I was younger and I was very dramatic and I was in the dance industry and I could not handle my emotions at all. For a few years, I, I didn't have the tools. I, I used to get swallowed yeah. up by overthinking. Yeah. That inner that inner voice and and yeah. not being able to calm myself down or with relationships and mm. I think a lot of my twenties were quite uncontrollable emotionally in that way. Yeah. But yeah, so it, that kind of led me. Yeah, it's all kind what of come into one path to go down. Yeah, it's so nice to do something to help people. I think absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. I've always had that as a passion. Mm. It's so rewarding, you know, isn't it? Well, yeah. I mean, I say it and to get paid for it because I think the the, the the nice thing about it is that you're at home with Hudson. You can pick yeah. him up from school. You're helping people. You're, you know, you're sort of financially stable on your own. Yeah. It, it's like it, it brings so many different yeah. levels of satisfaction. Yeah. Where do you see this going then, Hannah? I mean, you know, I, I really want to grow the business I want yeah. to be able to then employ people that are doing the training along with me I want it yeah. to go further now that I've adapted it all onto the computer and digital I want it to be able to be anywhere in the world you know um I think to have someone there tangible in front of you adds something yeah. Um, yeah but the way that they've adapted they've worked well and it suits some people to, to not be in yeah. a meeting room or so yeah I just want to keep creating the courses yeah. Keep training and researching myself and developing myself because obviously we can never learn enough, can we? Especially with a subject like this. Yeah. Um, and just just keep yeah keep progressing. I love the public speaking. I love doing things like that. There's a um, there's another one coming up that was also cancelled. The Women in Tech Festival. Yeah. And as we're speaking at that in in I think November it's going to be on now. Yeah. Um, yeah. Just try and get into different industries and just keep sharing the. The wisdom of, you know, being mindful, being present and just really yeah. awakening into your life. Because I think mm. life goes so fast and you yeah. don't know what's around the corner. Um, yeah. And I, I think when I lost my mum a couple of years ago, three years ago now, um, that that kind of propels you into the present moment, doesn't yeah. it? You're like, whoa. Yes. And then it, you, you don't want it just to be when there's a drama for you to be a no. really... Okay, life is precious. You want to be like that all the time. 
and we're yeah, all yeah. traveling through time together and it's a, it's, it, it goes fast and I think yeah. to really arrive and fully show up in your life rather than it being a bit of a daze or a chore or stressful yeah, yeah. yeah. and it's just being able to manage it isn't it because I think it's quite naive to think not naive because that sounds a little bit judgmental but just we need tools because life yeah. is not easy regardless no. of how much money you've got or how much support yeah. network you've got and I think being a single parent or a co-parent it's really helped me to know that if you do these things Hannah you're going to find things easier if you neglect yeah. all of that be prepared yeah. to feel a little bit more emotionally yeah. you know needy or weaker or but if you do these things that you've learned and you know work for you you've got this yeah, yeah. I agree and I, I also think that you know, like as you get older, you your mechanisms and your tools change over time. Definitely, I was probably very much like you, very dramatic, very much the centre of attention. Um, um, <laughs> but I've noticed um, I I'm very comfortable in my own space. I don't have to have people around me mm. anymore. Whereas yeah. before that, honestly, I was. I could not be in a in a house on my own for mm. more than twelve hours. Mm. Now I actually really like yeah. the fact that I mm. could be on my own. Um, you know, if Idris goes to to stay with his dad or to his cousins, I quite like, enjoy that space. Yeah. And then it's dealing with really difficult situations and how you deal with them. Yeah. So you build up different tools, and I found that I'm less I'm less volatile than I was maybe five years ago. Mm. So progressing into I guess you know another phase in your life I mean yeah. I, I've heard lots of I've seen lots of things about women going into the menopause for instance and how it changes your your moods and how it changes who you are as a person and I think that's quite interesting because I'd, I'd, I'd want to get to a stage where I but my mum was a bit shouty and she she can be a bit shouty. I don't want to get to that stage. Yeah. Mm. I want to deal with it before and be very aware of how I speak to people and how I affect people mm. rather than just, oh, well, I don't care and it doesn't matter to me because it really does. Mm. But you're already winning on that because yeah. you're aware of that before it's happened, aren't yeah, you? So absolutely. you'll be aware of it yeah. mm. if it does. Yeah, if you get shouted at. Oh. God. that's it because you're right it's, it's constantly reviewing and renewing isn't yeah. it like what's working and now I might have you know being we're revolving aren't we all the time and we're changing mm. and so you're right it is that kind of am I maybe getting more like this or do I need to pull back in here do I need to work on that a little bit more and because we can just catch ourselves out sometimes I think that didn't seem yeah. like me I don't want to be the person that does that no but you yeah. can't also be really hard on yourselves because no. We go through these, like, you know, we go through different challenges, don't we? And it's, yeah. life can get really intense. And yeah. you're always, you do have to give yourself that, that those yeah. props and that self-love and go, hang on, let me just kind of go over what I've been doing well at and not just dwell on the, oh, I let myself down there. or Yeah. Well, it's like with, you know, when you said earlier about, you know, you had a big contract and, you, and then lockdown and then you had to, you know, you had to sort of homeschool Hudson and you had to say to him, you know, don't interrupt me for two hours and mm. how you're really proud of him. It, it, and, and we do, you know, if things didn't go well in that week, I don't know, your child, you shouted at your kids or um, you shouted at somebody, you did something that didn't quite go to plan. Mm. We, do, we are hard on ourselves oh. because that's, 
that's human nature, isn't it? Definitely. And I think, as well, when you're not in a partnership, I mean, I guess mothers do it all the time, even when they are in a partnership, but I feel like when you're out there on your own, sometimes feeling like you have to have your own back. Yeah. You have to yeah. be even more aware of of keeping that kind of self-belief and, and being yeah. kind to yourself, don't you? Because yeah. you haven't got someone else who's going, come here, love. Oh, no, you're doing really yeah. well. You're the greatest no. mum. Come on, don't be silly. We all. So you're just like doubting and feeling... I mean, you never feel so much guilt, do you, about yourself until you're a parent. And then yeah. you second guess and then you feel guilty because you said this in the wrong tone of voice and then you might have done something that you're not proud of saying, oh, my... So it's constantly having to say, you're doing really well. Yeah. And yeah. it's not easy out here, you know. It's not easy for parents in couples and it's not easy for parents on their own. And, and everyone's no. just trying to do the best, aren't they? No one's perfect. Yeah. yeah. But being aware of it, like you say, you're, you're, you're always kind of pulling yourself up and just making sure yeah. that I'm checking myself all the time to try and be a better mum, better person. Just, yeah. yeah. And, a, and a better environment for, for me and Idris, I think it is mm. as well. That's the really important thing is to, is, is it, yeah, okay, you have to do some, you have to have some difficult conversations, you have to do some difficult things, but it's a happy home, it's a yeah. happy environment, mm. it's, you know, it's conducive to whatever I'm doing and whatever he's doing, because mm. it's not, I'm not, you know, the head of this household, it's a, it's a partnership, yeah. even yeah. if it's your child who's six, yeah. yeah. you know, without him doing you know we're getting him to do chores now yeah hilarious. but um <laughs> how's that going do, oh, it's, do you know what i asked him to wash up i thought i'd have no i thought i'd have no um plates left <laughs> he, i mean he's pretty good hoovering i mean he nearly broke my hoover because <laughs> he went on it so hard but just things like that it's like mm. a, a harmonious household yeah yeah and just trying to get to that level. But it's good to get them aware of the fact that these are things that you have to do in everyday life. And I think Definitely. the earlier you get realise that, the better for them. Gotcha. Just, it just prepares them. And boys as well. Mm. I definitely want boys. my son to be someone that knows how to cook a meal and that knows yeah. that you know the recycling needs to be done and that you have to be a part of the household and not just leave it to yeah. the women. Because so many men are useless. Yeah. And, then they just go, oh, well, you do it so much better than me, and I'll just let yeah. you do it. And then women go, well, no, I'd rather just do it myself. Yeah. yeah. And that as mothers, you have to make them ready, don't you, to live yes. on their own, yeah. but also to be that partner or that husband that helps out. Yeah. And that's a quality that you want for yourself anyway, because it's nice when you do something for yeah. mm. yourself and not have to rely on other people to do it for you, mm. isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> So, Hannah, um, lastly, before we finish off, could you give us, come on then, take us down a meditation. Oh, should we do a little, minutes. should we do a couple of minutes? Yeah, I think we should. <gasps> Don't you think we should? Yeah. Absolutely. important. Sit right, with your okay. back straight and have yeah. your feet flat on the ground. <laughs> and I'll invite you to close your eyes if you would like to. And just notice for a moment the facial muscles as you breathe in and breathe out and if the eyelids feel slightly tense just relax the eyelids and the jaw remember the tongue is also a muscle so just relaxing the tongue releasing the jaw allow the arms to hang a little bit heavier take a slightly deeper breath in and as you exhale, release any tension from the shoulders down to the arms, the wrists and the hands. 
And just coming to the hips and the legs and just releasing any tension in the legs. Taking a slightly deeper breath. And as you exhale, take that breath all the way down the legs into the ground. Just imagine growing roots down from the feet into the earth. Mother Earth protecting and supporting. And remembering that we can take natural resources from the earth to nourish, bring energy. And as you take a few more breaths, just notice how the body feels. Whether the mind is calm or whether it feels busy. With no judgment. And just sending some self-gratification, some self-love. Just knowing that you're doing well, you are enough, and that you should be proud. Three slightly deeper breaths, inhaling, expanding the lungs, really breathing into the tummy. Exhale, inhaling, exhaling, sitting tall, sitting proud. Inhaling and exhaling. And just to end a little mantra. I am here in my body. I am alive. I am awake. I am here in my body. I am alive. I am awake. I am here in my body. I am alive. I am awake. And when you're ready, slowly opening the eyes. Little shoulder roll. How would you feel? I like that. It was very, it's like the end of yoga, like yoga nidra. Yeah. Yeah. And you just kept hearing your belly. <laughs> Someone <laughs> hungry. And you think I'm making me laugh. <laughs> I like your voice, Hannah. I could listen yeah. to it all. You've got oh, an amazing voice. Do you do any online yoga? Have you got any yoga classes online? I've got a few at the moment online. Because I've, I've been doing some um, outdoor ones now, I've, I've become quite slack with the online ones. It's all the family quizzes, isn't it? Dominating. Yeah. <laughs> no, yeah. joking. But I, um, <laughs> yeah, I'm going to start doing some more online and whacking them okay. onto Facebook. Um and getting some meditations in the next week or so. I'm going to be uh, recording some more meditations. Wonderful. Yeah, Wonderful. we'll share everything. We'll share everything. Oh, that was that was that really... was really lovely. That Thank you so much. Thank, Thank you, you so, so much. much for having me on. Thank, Thank you. you. It's been a pleasure. So um, yeah, and um, well, yeah, we will share everything. Yeah, we'll make sure we get everything you. out. Definitely. And yeah. well done to you as well. I don't know you so much, Amy. After today, I would love to know you more. But I've oh, always been in awe of you and looked up to you and your journey as well. And you are just such a superwoman and a complete boss. And I just think you're amazing. So, yes. Oh, we all, we, we, well, do you know what's really nice is to be surrounded by women who respect each other and mm. who feel like they inspire each other. Mm -hmm. And when we started this podcast, you know, like, that, you know, having somebody like you on is so important to us because you could you just give a completely different feeling to everybody else, and it's really nice to get your story out there. Yeah, and that's what our podcast is all about. Yes, it's you know very much driven by being single parents or 
co-parenting. Mm. But I think every woman's story is very different mm, and very yes. powerful. Yeah, that's it. Very powerful. Mm, definitely. So thank you. Yes, thank thank you. you. Have a lovely Bless evening. You. Thank you. Bye. Bye. Thank you so much. not sure if the cats and the dogs and the other animals heard that noise Amy what was that that was my when you at the end of yoga they go um no you did something before it then ah I'm like ah you did some kind of I don't know sing songy you you got back to your roots then didn't you Amy got back to my roots after that meditation that reminded me of when we did when we had our lovely holiday in Spain last year and we went and did that yoga class, the yoga teacher oh, yeah. came round with like a, a gong thing that she did next to your head. <laughs> she whacked Sarah in the head with it. Oh yeah, she did, didn't she? It was so funny. Because it was all really relaxing and you just had this lovely noise and then you just said this oops. <laughs> Sarah started laughing. Oh, it's fine. Oh, she would. I love little Sarah. Yeah. Hannah would never do anything like that in her yoga no. classes. No, Whack definitely around the head not. with a gong. Definite, definitely not. She would definitely not do that. But she'd have a good, uh, she'd have a good meditation with you. Yes. That was lovely, yes. wasn't it? Yeah, it was really nice. Really nice to hear her. Really nice to be, uh, really nice to have somebody like that on. I think it's a really yes. good moment to reflect on the last four months and you know okay I guess keep a check on where we are all are mentally yeah um, and physically and how we take on this next sort of challenge like for us yeah. it's going to be very different because you know school's out I mean and we've everybody will have different approaches to how they cope with school holidays but yeah yeah it is a really good time to reflect and um I think Abby, you know, we do these sessions in the morning at the gym and Abby always says about, um, like, just spending some time doing something that's for you. And it's really, yeah. it is really important. And I and I do take that 8 o'clock session as my time to do yeah. something for me. Um, Definitely. But I would really like to try and do a bit of, you know, meditation or just a bit of something that, keeps me a bit grounded i quite like the yeah. thought of that it's good i love it i absolutely love it i want to yeah, do more yeah you do you love your yoga don't you love me yoga love it, it. Makes and, you feel and, good well our mothers love yoga yeah babs they and do. twin yeah they both love it and they're both over 70 and they're both uh yogas yes and very fit and fun fit <laughs> fit fit <laughs> Fit, fine, fit fillies they are. Yes, they are. Definitely. <laughs> Lovely. Well, I hope you enjoyed that. And as always, get in touch. Mum and Mum Pod. Subscribe. Subscribe. And review us. We, I've had a little look. We've had some reviews. And we've had a couple of two-star reviews. What? <laughs> well, actually, I don't know how many. There's, like, loads of, like, five-star. And then, like, a couple, like four three and two it's like why would you give someone like a two star why would do you, you go out your way to do star? that do you know remember five star they're from romford are they where i was born yeah i thought you were born loved in five star no i moved to basildon when i was six 
Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health-monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.